welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yay. And today, we are talking bounce-back players for 2015. Yep, they are on their pogo sticks and ready to go. Uh, this is our theory, at least. This is a Dynasty Nerds pogo stick. Boing, 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 boing. Wow, you are a, you are a sound effect guru over there. Yeah, you're telling me. You're in the wrong business. <laughs> I've been told that before, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, today, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, I want to thank everybody for that has left the iTunes review. This past week, everybody that's bought a shirt this last week, uh, keep it up, guys. Really uh, help us support the site and uh, basically just uh, support the podcast and hosting fees, which is pretty sweet when we have to come out of pocket. You know, I don't mind, but free is better. Yeah, this sure is. Who doesn't like free? Mm-hmm. You know, anytime you see a sign that says free, you always stop and look no matter what. You're like, ooh, woo. Ooh, my favorite flavor. Oh, oh, I like that. Oh, free. You know, anytime you go to the mall. How, how often do you stop at the Chinese guy with the, the free... Chinese food on a stick at the mall. I don't anymore, but I used to all the time. Well, when you're when we're really young, <laughs> yeah, you, you'd walk around in circles just to get the meal in for the day. Yeah, college time. <laughs> no more, no more for you. You go what? back. You go back wearing a hat, <laughs> so you look different. <laughs> you're, like you're, you're buying stuff at the store for disguise and then returning it. You come in three different shirts. Oh, this. What's wrong with this shirt? You just bought it five minutes ago. Oh, it does. Hey, there's Chinese sauce on it. That's why I don't want it, man. That's why I'm returning it. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, so let's bounce back off that topic. Uh, but no, seriously, guys. If uh, you know, le- make sure you get on iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, leave us a rating. Totally helps the podcast. You guys are doing an awesome job at it. Love reading the reviews. It's my favorite thing to do during the week. Every time I go on there, there's not a new review. A little part of me cries. And you don't want to, you don't want to see me cry. It's, it's gross. And and please, just review because he cries to me when he, when they're not there. Even so. worse. Matt. <laughs> so just for my sake, could you just fill some out? Matt, you know what's going on? Nobody left a review again, right, Rich? <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. Hold me. Crying in his Cheerios in the morning. You're on the phone. I can't hold you. I don't <laughs> eat Cheerios. Whatever. Whatever I do eat. Um, so let's talk bounce back players, dynasty players for 2015. Uh, Mike can't be here today, uh, but he did send in his list of bounce back players that we will discuss. And uh, hope all is well on Mike's end. He had a little emergency, a little pet emergency. Yeah, nothing, nothing serious. Just involving no. a dog. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nothing that's. Well, it's pretty serious, too. I mean. Well, it's not his, not threatening to him or anything. No, I mean, it but. It sounds serious. If you don't know Mike, he loves his dog Linus more than anything. He loves his dog. But and the dog's fine, yes. He'll but it's just, be okay. The dog he will, will be okay. The dog yes. will be okay. He just has to take care of the dog. Today. Way to kill the suspense. I was going to leave a little cliffhanger for the end of the show. People get worried, Rich. Find out what happened to Mike's dog <laughs> in dun, 45 dun, minutes. Dun, dun, dun. Man, your sound effects are off the charts. I know. I'm, I'm made for radio, Rich. You know, I've been wondering why this podcast has been doing so well and how many downloads it gets an episode, and now I know. Yeah, it's my sound effects. It is you. I know. Yeah, hashtag Matt's great. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> Unless you're in our RSO league. Hashtag F Matt. Yeah, what the hell's up with that? I don't know. It's been a while. Jealousy. Yeah, I gotta get back on there soon. Yep, me too. Reality Sports Online. Thanks mm-hmm. for uh, thanks for uh, supporting the podcast. Yeah, it was a fun draft, too. So first guy, let's talk about <laughs> uh, my number one bounce back player. You guys have heard me mention his name tons of times. It won't stop. I'm probably going to repost the article here come, come the next month. My 
number one bounce back player is C.J. Spiller for the New Orleans Saints running back. If you're in a PPR league, this guy is going to be a guy that's going to help you win a championship. I'm betting my – well, I shouldn't bet my fantasy stake on it because then nobody ever listen to me ever again. But he's my number one guy. Uh, I started getting my redraft rankings ready for the site. I'm doing it now because it's how long it's going to take me. It's going to take me over a month to get them done. Right. Uh, and I was, Spiller is one of those guys I was kind of debating where to put, you know, because right now people have him ranked in like the fourth, possibly fifth round of redrafts. And I put him in the third round, like mid-third round, because I, uh, I felt like, okay, I got to finally insert him here. You know what I mean? Uh, even in, I'm in the uh, Scott Fishbowl draft right now. And in the fourth round there, it's like, I really want to take Spiller. And I had to take a quarterback as a super flex league. And I hope, I, I pray that it comes back to me. I know he won't. Right, but, uh, right, yeah, he's not going to be there. He's, uh, he's something that, again, I've mentioned before, he, I'm just huge on Spiller. You know what I mean? When Darren Sproles was in New Orleans, he never had less than 70 receptions and never had under 600 receiving yards in his three years there. And they've never talked up Sproles as much as they're talking up Spiller right now. And I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's smoke and mirrors by any means. Their receiving game is limited. You know, they have Brandon Cooks. They lost Jimmy Graham. So, they, you know, the Josh Hill, you know, bandwagon train parade, is it's going through the roof. But we don't know what's there in Josh Hill. Right. It's kind of hard, you know, kind of like target and talk up Josh Hill just because the coaching staff is. I totally agree with you. Yep. Uh, Marcus Colston is what he is. He's old. Yeah. Lo- again, love Brandon right. Cooks. But, I mean, remember, like, how big of a, like, threat, like, Darren Sproles was there. And C.J. Spiller thrives in the dome you know he averages 5.9 yards per carry in a dome that's where his bread and butter is that's his highest average in any other different place i think he averaged 4.9 elsewhere and he plays 12 of his 16 games in a dome this year that's gonna be amazing i he's mean gonna be, he's just gonna be electric i mean that, it, he's gonna he's gonna be the perfect type of guy that you can dump off the little passes to out in the flats or you know just a, a dump off check down down the middle and he can break a big one man he's yeah got he's, all he's definitely more electric yep. than sproles is so, and he's, and I'm dumb. I don't know if people in our leagues read the article or not, but I try to acquire Spiller in all our leagues after I posted the article. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, I'm expecting big things out of Spiller. Like, where'd you hear that? <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I read your article. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, and, and, and I'm actually glad now, like a lot of like the national pundits are kind of like, like over the last like three weeks or so have jumped on the Spiller train. I mean, I posted my article the very, like April 1st, April 2nd. So I feel like I'm one of the first the jump that bandwagon. Right, right. Uh, but it's nice to see other people coming on board too. It's not nice because like, oh, my redraft leagues, that's a guy like, that's like my top target I want to get. And it's kind of like where I'm targeting them. That's why I think I'm probably going to reach. It may not be reach come August, but in the third round for him. He's getting harder and harder to acquire. Yeah. Is what you're saying. I, I offered first round right. picks in all my leagues for him and everybody told me no. Right. Even though I'm in a rookie draft now in one of my dynasty leagues and uh, he, Spiller actually just got traded. Uh, for the number eighth pick, and he took the guy took T.J. Yeldon. Wow! But he but it wasn't just eighth pick. He like traded down, like okay. he picked up a second, and then he swapped a third as well. So it was a little bit muddied. That yeah, it's not but I'm telling you, man, one I, one. I feel completely comfortable giving up a first round pick, like a mid like a mid round first round pick for C.J. Spiller. I mean, it, if you're yeah, I would too in a rookie draft. Yeah, so yeah. he basically traded T.J. Yeldon for C.J. Spiller. I'm a huge Yeldon fan. We know this by listening yeah, to the podcast. So, yeah, so am I. I think I would, I would still do that. I would, I would take CJ Spill over Yeldon. It's a more for sure thing. It's, it's, and, that's a t- and, that's, and that's a subject we're going to cover next week. And next week's show, we're going to cover uh, the past trades over, I think we're going to go back like nine years or so of our trades. I started documenting them in 07. I'm going to see if I can go find any more online 
from before 07, but I didn't start writing them all down until 07. I wrote down every one right. since 07. Right. And um, there's, a big, there's a big point coming out next week I want to get to about trading for rookie picks. But at the same time, it's, yeah, I mean, TJ Yeldon, love him, but you still don't know. Like, CJ Spiller, like, I know. Like, he's electric. I mean, he has to stay healthy, but we know he's going to get the ball in New Orleans. He, we know he's going to get tons of catches. It's, it, he's going to be a fantasy commodity. Big time. Yeah. Wor- yeah. Worst case scenario, running back two, but I'm seeing running back one all over him. I really am in PPR leagues. I mean, if you think, it, if you think about how people even were able to use just Pierre Thomas, and I think we can both agree that C.J. Spiller is better, even if he's just the passing down back in this offense. I, I mean, I think he's still he's still definitely a running back, too. And that's a great point you make, too, because Sproles did that with Pierre Thomas there. And Pierre Thomas got, like, all the sweeps right. and, like, some of the short screen areas, too. And those are all gone. These are all gone Sproles. So that's a good point about Pierre Thomas. So I think, I mean, it's definitely going to be a, a pretty pretty big uh Pretty big production out of him this year. Little BP? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not British Petroleum either. No. Yeah, so you you agree with me on the Spiller thing? Yeah, definitely. So you love my article. I love it, Rich. Did you like it? Were you on Spiller? Like, I guess everybody's kind of, kind of hip to it now. I mean, again, they're, the way they're, the way they're like, I mean, publicizing no, as, as his name. As, yeah, as soon as he got, you know, as soon as he went to New Orleans, I think. And they signed him for good money. Right. I know he took less money to go there, but they signed him for good money. And again, Spiller's not old. You know, oh, he's like no. 26. Yeah, yeah. So that, and that's what I'm saying. If you trade, we always say hashtag two to three year window, right? Yeah, 27. What, yeah, so he's 27. So, and hitting the kind of running back he is. I mean, look at Sproles. You know, he could still, he could play longer than the average, not bear, I want to say. <laughs> but he's not taking the big hits like the pounding going up the middle and all that kind Correct. of stuff. So Correct. So he, could, he almost has more of a wide receiver uh, lifespan. Yeah. Exactly. He's not taking the big hits. He's kind of out in space more often. Which is good because the guy's injury prone like no tomorrow. Well, not like no tomorrow. Yeah, I was going to say, not like big time. He he only missed one game in 2013 and and, uh, a lot last year. Seven last last year. But it wasn't like an ongoing trend. It was like 14 his rookie year, 16 the next year, 16, 15. And he was so misused the last couple years as well. Yeah. I mean, they were not using him correctly at all. Like... His that's his ability. He's not like a, a you know between the hash marks runner. That's not what he's designed to do. So right. again, that, and that's where it goes. To my point of like acquiring picks. You know, if you get given up pick seven form, you know what I mean. It's like T.J. Yeldon. Okay, I, again, I love him too, and it stinks that you don't get T.J. Yeldon, but I feel much more comfortable with uh, C.J. Spiller. So he's my number one pickup, or not pickup. He's my okay. He's my number one pickup too, but he's my number one bounce back player. For 2015, I'm all in. I'm going Cleveland Cavaliers on him. You're going all in on that. Yes, huh? sir. Nice. So let's talk about a second guy. You you gave me a guy, a guy's I, name here walking in. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think I think Pierre Garçon is in for a little bit of an uptick. From I mean, obviously year. from last year, yeah. Not from 2013, right? No, not from 2013. Yeah, he'll never uptick. do that again. No, no, no. I think that was probably his his. You know, highest highlight of his career. highest production year that he's probably going to have, but I do think he can crack a thousand yards and get back in that seventy to eighty catch range. Yeah, when you first told me a name, his name, I, mean, I was like eighty to eighty-five, right? Yeah, when you first told me a name, like like yeah, you know, that's that's a good name. And then right. looking at his stats, I was like, oh, but the same, but then I'm like, then the more I thought about him, like yeah, he is due for a good bounce back. I I, I agree. I know in his career, it's, it's he's not like he's only went over a thousand yards once. Since 2008. Yes, and that was is. in yep. 13. But that was with RG3 playing right. really well. 
And that's an, and I guess we can almost com, com, combine him and RG3 almost together because I see, I mean, there's no way RG3 can do worse than last year. I totally agree. When you with get that. benched for Colt McCoy. Right. So I do, I see, pre, you know, I think a big point too is on, on Garcon's like bounce back is he had three touchdowns last year. That's pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, his targets, his targets were down, you know, and, and his receptions were obviously down. I think both those are going to come up. I think RG3 is going to have a better year, obviously, than the platoon that they had last year as far as just strictly quarterbacking to, you know, the wide receivers on the outside. So I think there's going to be more balls to go around. So, I mean, it's not necessarily going to be Deshaun Jackson is going to be getting far less. I, I, I think he's going to have a little bit less, but I think there's going to be more passes, more completions than there were last yes. year. So I think I, I think it's point. just going to be more a more stable situation this year, and I think that I think PR, PR Garcon is going to benefit from that. Yeah, I think I think he will have a nice bounce back player, and I bet Pierre Garcon is something you can get pretty cheap. You know what I mean? I mean he's turning twenty nine uh, this August, right. I think. So it's he's something you can get probably relatively cheap that could probably put up high wide receiver three numbers. Hopefully, if it bounces back nice, like low end wide receiver two numbers, that'd be awesome. Um, I mean, I know in thirteen finishes like the number three overall fantasy receiver. Right, you know, right. That was a good time to sell if somehow you can get out of that boat. But not many people do that. Not many people no. sell the number three over. Like, yes, no. finally, Pierre Garcon hits stride. <laughs> Next year, I'm sell. winning it all. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you're like, oh, 752 yards. Mm. Oh, crap. Crap. Yeah, I like Garcon as a bounce back player too. I like. Again, and I and agree. I just think it's. I think RG three bounces back. I think Garcon bounces back a little bit. Um, he's always had. He's he's never had under four touchdowns his entire career. I mean, his rookie year doesn't count. He only had four receptions, but he's had at least four touchdowns every year, except for last year. Except right? for last year. Mm-hmm. So I think his touchdowns go up. I agree with you. His receptions go up. Um, his receptions were way lower. You know, I mean, twenty twelve he missed six games, so it's not really a big thing. But he was like again he. He only had forty. He had forty-four receptions in uh, twenty twelve, and he missed six games. He had sixty-eight last year. Right. So all valid points, and I, and I like that. I like that bounce back year of Garcon. And definitely, people go back and look at the stats, and I'm like, oh, that's his average. But he has gotten significantly better every year, besides getting hurt. And even the year he got hurt, he would have got better as well. Right. Right. And and I think I mean nobody could blame last year on him. That was just a whole debacle. It was a bad situation all yeah, around. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, I know we were talking mad trash on RG3 last year. Right. I mean, so people, I can say, I, you know, there's one guy that's listening right now. I'm like, oh, you guys, RG3 bounced back. You guys were talking smack about him last year. You guys are liars. But, I mean. People he, change their mind, man. It's plus, dynasty. It's fluid got, situation. He's got to be. I mean, for them to have not moved on from him, they, they must. He just needed support. He didn't have any support from anybody. So, I mean, I think him not getting, them not upgrading the the, the position over the offseason it kind of says that they're maybe trying to get behind him a little bit yeah and they should because he yeah. needs coddled is right. what, i mean it kind of looks like he is kind of like a b a little bit you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah he's a he's a little diva quarterback and he needs yeah yeah b d he's about all the above needs to get hugged and loved <laughs> come here jay gruden yeah put base. your arms around me base but you're sweating <laughs> all right next guy here uh another guy here that's on my list okay shane vereen now Shane Vereen did finish as a 20th overall PPR running back last year. So bounce back. But like, how, you don't see anybody out there really talking about Shane Vereen. You know what I mean? And nobody's out there saying, hey, if you'd ask me, where do you think Shane Vereen finished last year? Before I even did my research on him uh, last year, I'd be like, I don't know, like running back like 32 or something like that. He finished a 20th overall PPR running back. That's a, 
That's a low-end running back, too. Yeah, that's way higher than I would have thought off the top of my head, for sure. And he's going he's going to New York, okay? Jennings is old. And here's another crazy stat in PPR League. If I would have told you who was the number one fantasy back in New York last year. Who would it be? It was Andre Williams. Oh, really? Yeah. Andre Williams, who averaged 3.3 yards per carry, was the 27th overall fantasy running back last year in PPR leagues. Rashad Jennings was 29th. Now, Rashad Jennings played in 11 games, and Andre Williams played in 16. But again, it just shows you the competition. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and the the, the other thing is Vereen is a completely different back than those two. I mean, he catches the ball really well in the backfield. He's going to be able to do all those things that neither one of those guys does particularly well. Neither. I mean, Rashad Jennings can catch all. He can uh, catch, but he's not the same kind of back as Yeah, as we Vereen. know Andre Williams can catch in the ball. Oh, balls. man, that guy. Because I remember he got one ball last year, and me and you were like, what the uh, heck we, is going on here? We were like high-fiving. All right, dude, you finally did it. <laughs> he must have like been praying all day. What is going on with this guy? But, Stick him is a crazy thing, man. Vereen does two things really well. He can pass protect, mm-hmm. and he catches really well. Yep. He's coming off a career best last year uh, in New England with 52 catches. And here's the thing, too. They have a new offensive court, you know, the new offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo, who likes to run an up-tempo offense. Yep. So when you run an up-tempo offense, you want your pass catching back out there and something that can pass protect. Yep. And that's and what Vereen does good. It's not Andre Williams. It's not mm-hmm. Rashad Jennings. Now, do I think Shane Vereen's going to lead the team in rushes? No. Nope. No. Neither was CJ Spiller lead the team in rushes in New Orleans. Right. But he's going to catch a good amount of balls. Uh, I could easily see him increasing off that momentum from last year, 52 catches, and get up to that 60, 70 catch radius right up there. And Shane Vereen is just one of those sneaky guys right now where he was sneak, he sneaked by me, finishes as, finishing as running back 20 last year. Right. So I see room for improvement there. I see room to rise. I and agree, yeah. I can see him, in a worst case, like maintaining, but this is the bounce back show. So he can't maintain. Take that pogo stick, jump over 20. Come on, Breen. Give me the least running back 18. There you go. So what do you think about that? No, I totally like it. I think he's going to, I think he's definitely going to be in a better situation where, you know, little things won't get him in dog houses and he won't be in the type of offense that he was in New England where it was so game plan specific where he would just disappear for games too. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to use him more consistently in New York than they did there ever in New England. So I think it'll be nice. And that way you'll be able to rely on him a little bit more. And he looked good in OTAs. And he, they're saying he's catching everything. And they're actually, that's how they're using him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in a lot of my, like, MFL 10s and MFL 25s, I snagged him in every league. Yep. I'm in. Cause I, and, I, and I got him late, you know. This is a guy coming up in your redraft league. You should probably get up pretty late, too. You know, he's like one of those, when you go to that zero running back mentality. Right. Guys yeah. like him, guys like Spiller that you can grab later and, and still do well. So in New York, I, I really like him there. Um, I think he's a good buy low candidate now. Uh, I think he's somebody that's going to help your team. Again, he finished as a running back two last year, and we know there's tons of teams out there in dynasty leagues that wish they had a running back two. Absolutely, man. Because a lot of them are start as their number one running backs are running back two. Those are the guys that um, you got to like scramble around to try to find halfway through the season when you get an injury. You know, like you're, why can't I fill my running back two? But Shane Vereen, man, I just got a trade. Uh, some guy was asking me about a trade. He's like, I'm in a total rebuild. Should I trade uh, Shane Vereen for two fourth-round picks? I was like, what? No. What? what? No. No. I was like, if you're itching to get rid of him, like just wait till season starts and he starts producing and, and then trade him for 
like a first round pick or something like that. When somebody gets desperate, no way would you trade them right now for two fourth round picks. And Twitter show me that people need Twitter. Yeah, because people do. I mean, it's probably because we've been playing Dynasty for going on, you know, like fifteen years now. So it's you know to us it just seems so natural. But some people are new to it; they don't right. know what the value of trades are. You know, like, right. and you'll see. I think you see it a lot too in Dynasty leagues where people think like some here people make the mistake when it comes to trade when they think about that stuff like. NFL value. Right, like, right, right. Hey, should I take two fours? It's like, you're literally giving away for nothing. Right. You can pick a guy up off the scrap heap that's yeah. better than a fourth round pick and off a, of, you know. Yeah, for Fareed right now, I'd want like a, I'd probably want like at least a mid second. But honestly, he's not even something I'm selling because I'd rather like I'd rather have Vereen than the second. Right, like I, like I just said, wait till the season and that you know somebody's desperate and get squeeze a first out of him. Yeah, man. guys like him are so yeah. Those again, that's yeah, perfect example. Guys like him, you hold on to because in midseason when somebody needs them, you can get a first out of them. Right, if you're like dying to get rid of the guy. I did it one year. I traded. I mean, well, I know what we're talking about next week, but I traded for I gave up a first round pick for Ricky Williams, knowing it was like his last year. Right, because I was in that title push, but I needed a running back. Turned out I didn't even need Ricky Williams to win the title, which I did, but it, you know I couldn't take. I'm not taking that chance. I did, I did the same thing with Tom Brady. I didn't need him, but hey, yeah, it's winning the ship is way more important than draft picks. Yep, that's for sure. Uh, so Shane Vereen, I like him. Me too, man. Two thumbs up, man. Rich, I give him a yeah, yeah. One, I was gonna say I'll give him one and a half, but okay. Well, <laughs> but that, I, guess. I was talking about if we combine our. Thumbs I know. Together. I, I got you now, and I'm with you. Three and a half thumbs up. <laughs> um, moving on. Now, this is a guy that gets no love from any other buddy. I don't think from any other of the Dynasty sites, any of the redraft guys, which drives me crazy, LaShawn McCoy. Now, I know I told you earlier that I was getting my redraft board together. I mean, even at the, in the Scott Fishbowl, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on right now with all the national guys here, 360 teams I'm drafting my team. Which so far I got, I had a, from the eleven hole I got Gronk, Calvin, Brandon Cooks, Ryan Tannehill, championship right? Champion championship. Got it. Um, Ver, McCoy there went in the second round. Like I, I debated. I had I auto picked mine for my second round pick. I had Calvin Johnson if he was there. Um, for the guy I had eleven, so guy who had twelve and thirteen picked. So I just auto picked mine real quick. So I knew it was coming back to me quick. I had Calvin Johnson one and Lashawn McCoy two. The guy didn't take Calvin, so I got Calvin. And LaShawn McCoy is still going, like, everybody else has him ranked right there in the second round, like 14, 15. I have him as my number three overall, uh, number four overall redraft player. I love LaShawn McCoy this year. You do love that guy. I do, man. I just think, you know, last year, his receptions, he only had 28 receptions. Before that, before last year, he had 40, 78, 48, 54, 52. So... That was like almost half of his, like, you know, at, like one of his worst. Right. So his receptions were down. His touchdowns were down, but he still finished in PPR. Here's the thing. People are so drastically down on LaShawn McCoy. He still finished as a running back one. Oh, he, absolutely. Like locked in one. Yeah. Well, he was the number 12 overall PPR yeah. running back last year. So he still finished as a running back one. He's a guy that is, um, he turns 27, actually in a couple of days on July 12th, he turns 27. So he's not old. He's technically still kind of somewhat in the prime of his career here. And I know people say, you know, because I know Buffalo wants to give him 300-plus carries. And then people are like, oh, well, he had 312 behind Philly's line, which is better. Okay, yeah, but his receptions were down. His touchdowns were down. I mean, remember they were, they were vulturing with Chris Polk last year. Yeah, that was ridiculous. 
And I think Chip Kelly was just pissed at him and didn't like him. I think so too. I mean, obviously they beat him out of town too. And you know, Rex Ryan loves the guy. They gave him a raise. Right. They're talking him up. They they don't even know who's playing at quarterback there in Buffalo. And whoever does win the job, you're still not excited about it. You know what I mean? It's like it's like in Cleveland here. I was gonna say it's like our situation. Oh, we have Johnny Menzel who's not gonna win the job and Luke McGowan. Uh, yeah, we're talking about a lose lose situation at times. So they're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to kind of do, they're going to be just like Cleveland. They're going to rely on their defense, which is really good, and run the ball. Now they have a run, better running back than we do, but still, they're going to run the ball a lot. He's going to get 300 plus carries. But here's the thing I expect his receptions to go up. I expect his receptions to go up. I mean, you give this guy another 20 receptions and maybe two more touchdowns, he's finishing at what? Running back like right around five? Right. Right around there? That's a huge jump, you know, from running back 12 to running back five. You know, just a couple more receptions and maybe a couple more touchdowns, and nobody's talking about, oh, LaShawn McCoy, we're down on, we're he, down He on. goes from basically from being a, like a solid starter to a difference maker in that kind of move. Yeah. Which I, which I think is what he is and what he has been in the past. He kind of went down a notch last year without the receptions and without the TDs, but I would fully expect a bounce back this year. 20 more points. If he scores a little bit over 20 more Twenty more points. He finishes his running back uh, nine, right there. So I mean, again, not a huge jump, but still a pretty big jump. I mean, nobody's overtaken Demarco Murray or Le'Veon Bell or Forte last year with his hundred receptions. But right. again, those are those are more anomalies. Well, no, they're not anomalies, but you know what I mean. McCoy has tons of room to grow here. I think he's going to completely bounce back. Uh, not be running back twelve. I think he's going to finish right around running back like anywhere from six. To, he could finish his running back one. Wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't. It, I wouldn't, think, it wouldn't surprise me either. I think his yards go up. I yeah. think his receptions go up. And I think his touchdowns go up. So for me, wherever else is down, he's somebody that I'm buying. And I feel more comfortable that taking him than somebody like, honestly, I'd rather have LaShawn McCoy than Jamal Charles. So would I, and, just and, because he's younger and they're real similar players. I mean, and I, I just can't count on, I don't, again, if we're just a hater episode, I don't count on Jamal Charles being healthy. Really? Yeah, really. All right. Well, I don't think you can really count on any of these guys getting injured or, or staying healthy. It's yeah, kind of I one mean, of those things. Like, you never predict stuff like that. But right. I, I guess that's the reason I've never owned a Jamal Charles share in any kind of fantasy format that I've ever done. And we know how many leagues I play in. He gets nicks, nicks here and there. But, He's really good. He's just yeah. somebody I've never, like, I don't ever want to risk it. You know what I mean? Like, ah, I don't, I'm not all in on him. And, that, and that's the way I feel like in, like, a redraft, your first-round pick. You can't just say something because, like, you see the rankings, like, oh, okay. The one league that I do have Jamal Charles, I have Niall Davis as his backup. So it's comfortable. It's, kind of, it's a yeah, dynasty league, right? Though. I'm yeah, totally it, com- comfortable handcuffing that. And just, I feel good about that. Yep. You know, it's just, but it, like, I'm talking about like redraft leagues. I feel like, uh, no, I guess I'm trying to say I get what you mean. Like, the one league I do own him, I have his handcuff too. So, so you don't miss a beat. There. It's a little bit of a risk. So, yeah, I can okay. understand. So, you do, I know now when I said before, like, oh, you do love LaShawn McCoy, like, you don't love LaShawn McCoy? No, I, mean, I do. You love. just love him. You love, love him. I really like him, but... Like I'm sending Valentine's Day cards? Yeah, I think so. True love. Yeah, little hearts with the sayings on it and stuff. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. He's just somebody that I've seen shopped a lot this summer. He, again, he's getting no love from any other writers. He's getting no love from redraft people. Again, for me, for him, going in out of the first round in redraft leagues is kind of crazy. And people are like, well, Rich, you had 11th pick and you, you didn't take him. I'm like... Or 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 my second round pick, I didn't take him. But, yeah, it's because the team that I was building, I was going zero running back kind of mentality there. And I, I like Gronk a lot. Sorry. Yes, you do. So I, 
It's kind of funny that I just did a, I mean, a redraft thing, and I had him number four overall, but I took Gronk and Calvin Adam. <laughs> It kind of makes your rankings a little wish you wish you back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I do that for like as I like know. a broad kind of spectrum. You know, we're shooting from an eleven hole. Like I take, I you know, I, I approach my team differently because when I pick high there, I want to get a running back and then take the two receivers coming back. You I, know what I mean? I understand. So draft boards are fluid. I sometimes go completely off my board. True. True. It happens, man. And you, try all, to, you try to stick to them as much as possible, but sometimes in the mid, midst of a draft, yeah. Well, yeah, you're not taking four players in a row, right? They're in the same position, right? Um, let's move on to another guy here, talking one of your guys. Oh, Larry Fitzgerald. You like Larry Fitz bouncing back, huh? Um, yeah. I mean, I think last year was a pretty awful year for him all around. You know, he missed a couple games to injury. His quarterback situation was terrible. I mean, very. I mean, one of the worst of all time. Right? Yeah, it was really bad. Um. But when when Palmer was in there, he usually played pretty decent. I mean, he had he had a couple of games. You know, the first game of the year, um, he he did he did pretty poor. He only had like one catch. But I, I believe that was the game uh, Palmer initially got injured, and then he came back for a few games, and then was out for the year. So he had one down game, and then um, a, a couple like three or four like twenty point games with with Palmer in the lineup. So that's. Closer to what I would expect when Palmer's in the lineup for the whole year, if Palmer's in the lineup for the whole year. So I guess my, if, yeah. yeah, I guess my bounce back um, candidacy or uh, or whatever for Larry Fitzgerald really is based on Carson Palmer's health because their backup quarterbacks are, are, it's not a great situation. Yeah, he needs it, man, because, I mean, we're talking about a guy that hasn't scored over 1,000 yards since 2011. So, like, he's been, like, this bounce back list forever. And I know Larry Fitz came out, like, recently, like, oh, you know, like, my my yards and that stuff won't be up because that's not, like, the kind of player I am now. That's not what I'm, you know, asked to do. Right. But, again, I mean, one of those guys has to bounce back, Michael Floyd or Larry Fitz. So, why can't it be? Larry Fitz. I just Why think he could. I think he could sneak back into right around a thousand yards. I don't think he's going to be the the eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred yard Larry Fitzgerald that we're used to, like back in the day. But I do think he can be a usable wide receiver three, which he wasn't last year. He was tough to put in your lineup. And a thousand yards, it's good. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I'll take it, yeah. You know, from my receiver. I mean, absolutely. At the same time, I mean, two thousand thirteen, he had nine hundred fifty four, so he was knocking at the door. And last year at seventy eight four, but he missed two games. I mean. That itself is somewhat impressive. You know, having 784 yards last year and missing two games with those quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, it, it's pretty rough. Pretty rough crowd, man. Yeah. I mean, I think if you hit Carson Palmer, you could take that and double it. <laughs> cut it in third. <laughs> cut it in thirds. <laughs> double it and cut it in half. But I, I, I like I like your point of, like, you you see him, like, not as a bounce back. Again, not all these guys are, like, bounce back players. Like, oh, number three overall fantasy receiver. Right, right. But the bounce back on what you they did last year. And be contributors in 2015 because last year, honestly, I have Larry, I have Larry Fitzgerald in the dynasty league, and he was on my bench all year long. I I mean I started him uh, maybe week one, and that was when he got like three points, and it killed me. And I was like, all right, sit down, Larry. And yeah, I, I, I might have spotted him, like started him for a bye week, Phil, and that was it. <laughs> I think he had yeah, I mean he had like, I think October 26, he had 160 yards versus Philly, and 112 yards in November versus St. Louis, and then. I mean, 98 in October, you know, versus Washington. But that's really about it. The worst thing about him last year, and here's here's the thing that's really going to bounce back Larry Fitzgerald. He had two touchdowns last year. I mean, that's got to improve. It's his worst ever in his entire career. Right. And this is a guy, oh, don't you miss those prime years of Larry Fitz, oh, too? Oh, man, double-digit double, double digit touchdowns, like 100 catches, 
1,400 yards. Yeah. Those back-to-back years. You know, mm. he had, in, in four years, he had 1,400 yards three times mm. plus. Oh, those were those were great. Back in the, the heydays when Larry Fitz was like the primo, like, dynasty receiver. It was awesome. Yeah. Those days are definitely behind him. Oh, way, <laughs> way behind him. So, but yeah, I see Larry Fitzgerald bouncing back a little bit as well. Again, but like you said, it, it all hinges on Carson Palmer. Totally. And that's a rusty hinge, man. <laughs> that thing could fall up at any time. That <laughs> damn, it's, it's that damn ACL. It squeaks every time you open the door. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. <laughs> Sound effects. Wow. Are back. If, if Matt's not here next week, you know he's in Hollywood. <laughs> um. So let's go on to another guy here. I think we spent enough time on uh, old man Fitz. Yep. Next guy here we want to talk about is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Yep. Now Keenan Allen is one of Mike's guys. Now we haven't really talked about Mike's list yet really going down. And Mike's number one bounce back guy was LaShawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. His number two overall was Keenan Allen. Yeah. And I like the Keenan Allen uh, bounce back. I think, you know, again, Keenan Allen's one of those guys as well. Like he had the receptions last year, but he didn't have the touchdowns. He seemed to like lack the burst or something, man. I don't know what it was. He was nicked up, though, right? I think so. If memory serves, I don't me. want to be quoted on that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, everybody, the the sophomore slump is pretty famously known. You know, it sure a lot is. of people go through it. It's not it's not known as a sophomore slump for a reason. But when people are like, oh, he had a sophomore slump, and you know, 2013, Keenan Allen was a dynasty darling. You know, came out rookie year, had over a thousand yards, and averaged 14.7 yards per catch. Well, guess what? He had more catches last year than he did this year. Right. The yards weren't there, and the touchdowns were there. He had eight touchdowns his rookie year. He had four this year. And I think with you know Antonio Gates being suspended for the first four games, I think Stevie Johnson coming in there as well. Let's see what maybe Dontrell Inman. Right. You know right. he's kind of a he's like a little sneaky dynasty player that you might want to stash on the he, back he of your is. roster. Yeah. Uh, Dontrell Inman from San Diego. He kind of looked all right at the end of the year last year but i think all signs are like really pointing to keenan allen his arrows going up i definitely think so yeah um he's a i mean he's a good player you know what i'm saying and and i think this is gonna be the last year of floyd too right yep i mean i think that guy once 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 you start talking about oh i think this is gonna be my last year i think you're already done mentally i think he's already done i think he's already done so i think keenan allen i think keenan allen's gonna be the bona fide number one target especially for those first four games, and hopefully he'll just be able to ride that wave. I think Stevie Johnson legitimately helps him. I mean, Stevie Johnson is a, a solid receiver. He's you know, a, yeah, he's all Nothing right. special. Right. If you're starting him on your dynasty you know, team, you're like, oh. He's not good enough that I'm he's going to steal any targets from Keenan Allen, you know? Like, I no. think he, I think he'll get it, you know. It's enough that, you know, they won't be able to roll coverages all the time at Keenan Allen, but, uh, you know, he won't steal targets. Again, his receptions were up. Right. So, I mean, that's huge. And I think it's going to, I think they have a chance to go up again this year as well. I mean, look at Philip Rivers is in his contract year. He's not negotiated yet. So he wants to put up big numbers. He wants to get that payday yep. as well. And Keen Allen should help that. And plus, the running game is going to be significantly better this year. I hope. <laughs> yeah. No, I would definitely think so with uh, Melvin Gordon coming in. And Woodhead coming back is going to help him out a lot as well, which might increase, uh, you know, open some more looks for him as well. So, Keenan Allen. Now, I don't, I don't think people are out there selling Keenan Allen after you know going to his his third year, but he's something I, I like that choice by Mike as his number two overall comeback player, and I think Keenan Allen does bounce back. Me too. I'm okay. with you. Nice. Uh, next on the list we have here. Next is the next guy on uh, Mike's list as well. 
Nope. Oh, he is. He's number Mike's number five guy here. We're talking Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, we're going to round up uh, these last three with a bunch of tight ends, right? Our last three are tight ends. Mm-hmm. And, yep, Matt, Mike's, Mike's list here is, and to give you an idea who we're going to talk about, Mike's top five bounce-back players, LaShawn McCoy, Keenan Allen, Jordan Cameron, Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph in that order. I mean, obviously, these guys, a lot of these guys are on our lists as well. So, yes. I mean, we don't want to make it sound like we're just taking right off Mike's list. Thanks for saving the show, Thank Mike. Thank you, Mike. Um, you can follow Mike on Twitter at Dynasty Nerd Mike. And uh, if you want to talk to him about any of his picks or wish his dog well, I'm sure he'll love all those tweets. Of he getting, would. He would. He would truly love every tweet that got says, oh, man, I hope Linus is yeah, feeling better. His dog's name is Linus. Hashtag go Linus. That's a good one. Hey, why not? You unoriginal piece of I'm just kidding. Uh, it's Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> so we're back. I mean, Kyle Rudolph has been, you know, over the last two years, been injury prone. Yeah. Well, I feel like he's been, he's one of those guys that we've just been waiting on and waiting on and waiting on. But, but tight ends take like three years. And then last year was supposed to be his breakout year with, with Norv Turner. Instead, he broke. And instead, he got hurt again. Yeah. Some tight ends take three years. Yeah. Some take five. Some take five. And I think this might be the five. They resigned him. Yep. Okay. I mean, I know he's had tons of injuries. You know, I know he's been, you know, the foot fracture, the knee sprain, the ankle sprain, the hamstring pull, the abdominal tear. Yeah. He's pretty beat up. He, he, he's fragile. Um, but he is only 25. Yep. 6'6", 259. And this will be the best offense that he's ever played in. I totally agree. Hands down. Teddy's not no longer a rookie. They're bringing back uh, the beast in uh, Adrian Peterson. Charles, Charles Johnson's Charles, there, Greg Jen's there, Mike yeah. Wallace is there. And this is a totally tight end friendly offense with Norv Turner. I mean, everything should be wide open. And again, like you said, Norv Turner, tight end offense. And you know what I always think about when I think of, because I want to write an article on Rudolph. I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, I've been so busy these last couple of weeks. And, you know, I've, I've been saying this Shane Vereen article I want to write, and this Kyle Rudolph article I want to write. And I got to really hamper down and get these things done. It's just like, I feel like everything's been. I feel like time is already like, oh, it's already July, whatever. It's like, oh, what Train, happened to training June? Training camps are right around the corner. Oh, I can't wait. That's what I told my wife the other day. I was like, hey, you know, football starts in a month. She's like, oh. <laughs> I'm like sitting there rub my hands together. Like, excellent. So what I think of Kyle Rudolph is, you remember back in 2012 when he made the, the Pro Bowl? Um, sh- Sure. Okay, so you don't. No, but I don't. He played in <laughs> and he dominated. Like, he looked really good. I think he had, like, three touchdowns or something like that. I, I can't remember, but he dominated. The whole time I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, next year Kyle Rudolph is about to break it. Look at him. Look at him. And he played around. When he was with legit talent, he dominated. Yeah. And I think, that, I mean, obviously bounce back from 231 yards isn't a big thing. Well, I think the biggest bounce back thing is just going to be getting him playing in all the games. And staying healthy. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's, I mean, last year he was, he averaged more yards per game than he did the year that he got. For an, or no, I'm sorry, 2013, he averaged more, more yards per game than he did in 2012 when he made the Pro Bowl. You said correct. Um, so it was just a matter of him only playing in eight games. So I think as long as he stays healthy, I think he's really on an upswing. He's, I mean, not an upswing, but nowhere to go but up from where he was last year. But it's just a matter of staying healthy for him. And every, everything, I mean, he's never had such a good receiving core around him. I mean, he's always had AP there, so that's a, that always helps as well. But right. I mean, now he has a legit, I mean, Christian Ponder. I mean, yeah, come on. Honestly, that guy's throwing you the ball. Yeah. I mean, Teddy B's legit. He really is. Big fan of Teddy B. Love him in Dynasty. And Kyle Rudolph, 
I mean, he's got to be something you can get for super cheap, right? At this point, yeah, you better get him cheap two yeah. years in a row, basically, of doing nothing. With nice tight end one upside, yep. you know, like middle of the pack. Like, we're talking like tight end man, maybe number six. Again, it all bars if he's healthy. But he's six six, so he's going to be a red zone, red zone threat. Like Matt said, Norv Turner is a tight end's best friend. I love you, tight ends. That's, you what, like that's what Norvell. That's what Norvell says. Oh, it's on his. He has a bumper sticker in his car. <laughs> I heart tight ends. I heart tight ends. Like some church ladies driving by. That guy's a pervert. What a pervert. <laughs> I know what he means by that. <laughs> it's one of those guys. So yeah, Kyle Rudolph. I mean, he's. He, and I know when we talked earlier, like as soon as you walked in, when you saw Mike's list, and you saw Mike's list, and you're like, oh, I feel like Kyle Rudolph's an easy guy. Yeah, it almost is because it's kind of like. You know, if we were like an ESPN, that's what we'd be talking about or something like Like, you're just trying to like, you know, fluff her. Like, hey, a bounce back guy to make sure we're right. It's Kyle right. Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. You know? And then if he gets injured, you're like, well, you can't really predict injuries. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> um, so. But I feel like five games, he could easily surpasses 231. Right. You know what I mean? I can see him in that 700, 800 yard catches. And I think, again, I think his pay dirt this year is going to come in touchdowns. Because in 2012, you know, when he made a Pro Bowl, he had nine touchdowns. Right, yeah. So that's what I think is kind of – I think he gets close to that double. If he stays healthy, I can see him right around there again, um, maybe like 600, 700 yards and like not eight to ten touchdowns. Well, he's, he's, he's easily the biggest red zone threat they have. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, there's no one else really disputing that. And the next guy we're going to talk about here in Jordan Cameron, easily one of the biggest red, red zone threats in Miami. Right. I mean, when you talk about the Miami receivers, you have Kenny Stills. You have uh, Jarvis Landry. You have Devontae Parker. Not Devontae. Well, not Devontae. There's somebody else there too. Oh, Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings is there now. Yeah. Well, Greg Jennings, Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills. They're all six foot and under. Okay. Not Jordan Cameron. Nope. He's a big dude. Okay. He's like six foot five. Yeah. And now Devontae Parker is a big guy too, but he's a rookie. So come on. And again. I think Jordan Cameron, you know, former Pro Bowl receiver, is going to be a red zone threat there. Uh, I think as long as he can keep his brain from jiggling inside his head, which is, again, he injury prone, not injuries, but concussion prone. Yeah, that's which a is, big thing. Yep. Which is probably worse than being injury prone, to be honest with you, because that, does, that doesn't even take a bad hit. I mean, like a hard hit, and you can just be rattled up. Right. Um, except for a huge bounce back here. I, to- I totally agree. I mean, the 2013 version of Jordan Cameron was amazing and, you know, went to the Pro Bowl and everything. And last year, he just really suffered from bad quarterback play that kind of hung him out to dry, and, and he really got nailed, and, and he never bounced back from a concussion. No. And, and some people just can't, man. Yeah. It's, just, it's like a hard thing to do. And I really like Miami's offense this year. You know what I mean? The J.J., Lamar Miller, those receivers. I... I really like Tannehill. Obviously, I took Tannehill number four overall. It won the fourth round, even though it's a super flex league. And uh, Scott Fishbowl, again, I like, I, I'm a fan of yeah. what they're doing down there. And I think they have a good offensive line. I think I think Jordan Cameron, um, I mean, just it wasn't too long ago we were calling Jordan Cameron like the number three overall dynasty tight end, possibly. Yeah, and, and what Tannehill does well is not really, you know, the intermediate stuff. And that's what Jordan Cameron is, is good at. So I, Thrives on it. He's great after the catch. Yeah. We saw it here personally in Cleveland for a while. Right. I, yeah. And, and he's one of those guys that he's good enough to run away from defenses, too. He's, he's fast enough to actually. We've seen in the, it. Yeah. In the he open had a field. big play last year where he had a huge run. Like 80 after yards the catch. or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was about it. But, you know, 
Yeah. Looked damn good that's doing all, it. That's all he could do. He was all messed up in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was jumping up and down. I'm like, JC's back. Go. Um, so, yeah, Jordan Cameron, again, another tight end that we like to see bounce back here. Uh, should do good things in Miami. And I think he will be like a nice, I think he's going to be the red zone target. Again, I think touchdowns here. And that's what you want out of your tight ends because tight ends aren't guys besides like Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham, guys like that are throwing over, you know, go over in a thousand yards. It's, yeah, I mean, I it's think, touchdowns is what you want. Right, right. Touchdowns and receptions. I mm-hmm. mean, get a bunch of receptions, score me touchdowns. You know, you Give get them it, to me. You get in that seven hundred yard, eight hundred yard range, and that's a really, really good production. Yep, I agree. Yep. Um, last guy on the list, another tight end, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy James moves over to Seattle. Um, I feel like they kind of phased him out last year, and now we're talking bounce back. He still had his pretty solid year last year. You know, he had eighty five receptions which is right around his average, you know, because he had 90, 99, 85, 86, and 85. His yards were down drastically with 889 yards, and but he still had double-digit touchdowns last year. He had two games where he did not receive any catches at, any all. Catches at all. Killed people in the finals. Yeah. Look at him. And that's why I think, like, his numbers have been even higher because, like, Jimmy Graham started off real hot early. But don't you feel like they kind of, like, phased him out at the end of the year? I think he was nicked up, man. I'm not sure that they really publicized it or or not. I can't remember, but I'm I'm from what I remember, he was nicked up at the end of that that, that last year. And again, we were talking about like Jordan Cameron, yeah, uh, being a target. I mean, who are they throwing the ball to in Seattle? Oh, dude, no one. I mean, Jimmy Graham. Bunch of, yeah, <laughs> a bunch of no namers, basically. You know, maybe I mean, Jimmy we Graham's on team made they win the Super Bowl. All right, we all know their names because we're freaks, but you know. Yeah, the dynasty community knows their name. They all went out and picked out. Uh, right. They all picked up Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. I know I did, just in case. I know you've got him in your line or got him on your team right and now. And they're even talking now, like he's he'll be lucky to be wide receiver three. And you're like, man, it's like Doug Baldwin and Doug Baldwin, Paul Richardson, uh, Carter Lockett, uh, yeah. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, you know a lot what? of Lockett's on there. What? Starting some kind of cult. So he needs a key. Pete Carroll. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, so Jimmy Graham, again, you bounce. Oh, Rich, how does he bounce back off a of 10%? I just think he's going to be, again, he's somebody, he, let, he ended the year in a sour note. Yep. I mean, he cost people playoff games, going up over. I mean, it was ridiculous. I think he bounces back. I think because, you, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Russell Wilson from Drew Brees to Russell Wilson. And people think that he's going to do worse. I don't see that. I think he's going to be targeted heavily. I think he's going to be the number one receiver in Seattle. So I think things are well there. I mean, all I can go off of right now is what they were saying at the OTAs, which I know isn't that great because there's no pads, but they were loving him, you know. they. Yeah. I mean, they were saying how amazing he was, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, we all know Jimmy Graham is amazing talent, and I think they're going to use him. He's still the number two overall dynasty yeah, tight end. Absolutely. I know there's uh, I had some trade offers. Like I'm in this rookie draft, so I'm, I I'm like loaded at tight end in this league. You know, I got, which is crazy because I just <laughs> I'll tell you who I drafted in my rookie draft as we're about to end the show here. But I had uh the sixth pick in this league, and I had two second round picks. So I traded for one, and uh, but I got in this league I have Rob Gronkowski, Jordan Cameron, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, Jared Cook. And Dwayne Allen, because you know I like to draft tight ends every yeah, year. And so far, that. they all kind of panned out. Yeah, you know not, what I mean. Not bad. So I was trying to trade Kelsey on this in this league, and I couldn't really get what I want. I wanted a first round pick for him, you know, because to me he's. And I was telling people, was like, he is my number three dynasty tight end. Yeah, and he has a chance to jump, uh, Jimmy Graham this year, like in fantasy points. Like 
he's demanding the ball in Kansas City. He's going to be probably the number one receiver in Kansas City. Right. So, and people didn't bite. And uh, so, so with all those tight ends in mind, I told you, second round comes along. I desperately, I took uh, Nelson Aguilar at six. And I love TJ Yeldon, but I'm really good at running back there. I just, I my receivers are all I have. Calvin, Vincent Jackson, Larry Fitz, Golden. You know what I mean? So, right. like, I need a young receiver. Second round, I took Jalen Strong. Kind of backed it up. And then, you know, to surprise everybody who thought that nobody, I wouldn't do it, I took Max Williams. Oh, nice. Yeah. So now I got another tight end to the list. Can't believe you were sitting around in the third round. but No, second round. I had two second round picks. Oh, yeah, two second round picks. Okay. And some guy called, immediately somebody emails me like, oh, I didn't think you'd take Max Williams. Why don't you train him to me? And I'm like, no. He's like, he's like what do you want? I'm like, honestly, I'd want, I want like your first next year or like a player. And I know asking for a first is crazy. Right. He's like, well, what if I just give you a second? Because, you know, you took him a second. I'm like. Why, why would I do that? Well, now, this dynasty <laughs> league's only, like, these guys, like, this league I'm in is my brother-in-law's league, who I convinced to start a dynasty league, right, like, right, right. just, like, year four, I think, or five, right around there. They're not, like, diehards. Some of them are. Some of them are. Our editor, Dan Pillars, in that one. Yeah, yeah. He's won in the last two years. And, uh, and I had explained to him, like, listen, man, first of all, future picks aren't worth as much as they are now. Like, right. what if, you, you know, I picked him with 2-8. What if you finished with 2-9? I just lost that trade. Second of all, I don't think next year's rookie draft is as strong as this one. Third of all, I had Max Williams as my number 14 overall rookie. So to me, he's almost a first-round pick. Better, you better bring it, you know? He's like, oh, those are all good points. Yeah. <laughs> end, of, end of text message. End of text message. I said he sent me an email where he was texting me. He's like, what do you want? He's like, well, we, we got six tight ends. I'm like, well, I should just give them to uh, Yeah. Give me a box of Mike and Ike's. It's my favorite candy. Come yeah. on, throw it my way. <laughs> yeah, so. Just because you, you need them and I have a whole bunch, I should just give it to you cheap? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, and that's the worst. And that's the worst when you see people like that. I'm like, oh, well, you have uh, you have six receivers. Yeah. yeah so I'm greedy. Yeah. It's so I can <laughs> trade them, not give them away, dude. And that's the worst. You should never think like that either. No. Like, you know, it's like always get very fair value. Yeah. Again, I'm low to that tight end. And I have Gronkowski, so I'm not starting anybody else. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait midseason. I'm going to let Travis Kelsey blow up. And I'll get my, and I'll get my first round pick for him. Hopefully like a mid-first. Th- mid and then slide all of my other guys in. Yep. All my other injury prone guys. And the other guy, you know, Zach Ertz isn't proven. No. Yeah. He's all yeah. talk. Jared Cook, like, I, I feel like I want to cut him. I just have the room for him. You can cut Jared Cook. See, and the same thing. I think Jared Cook, I'm, I'm hoping, here's what I'm hoping. Like, remember, like, a couple of years ago, Jared Cook started off hot. And again, I agree with you. I could cut Jared <laughs> could Cook. Cut Jared. If it wasn't 30 man, like, 25 yeah, man, right, right. I would cut Jared Cook. Right. He'd definitely uh, be at the bottom of. He's my... on the very bottom of my. Yes, he is on the bottom of my roster. Yeah, like he's he's right down there. But there's some. I got Pierre Thomas in that league. I you know I'm cutting t- bait on. I have a couple guys <laughs> that I that are retired. <laughs> I was gonna say you're cutting bait on him, or the NFL's cutting bait on him. I'm cut, I'm <laughs> right. cutting bait on him. Man. All right, way to be proactive there, Rich. Yeah, you know, being aggressive. <laughs> uh-huh. I just cut Stephen Jackson another dynasty. Oh no, man, how that how'd that feel? Kind of felt bad to be honest. Yeah, with you. yeah, yeah. It did actually. So long, S. Jax. Mm. But uh, look, you completely threw me off track. I don't remember what I was talking about. It's so hard to say goodbye. Stick to the sound effects. To my homies. <laughs> Pierre Thomas. <laughs> so, um, well, whatever I was talking about, I know we have right. to do something with the tight ends. But, yeah, just don't give players away. Don't give players away. Them. Yep. Uh, get rid of them. Always give away midseason. Somebody's going to need – Somebody's gonna, oh, everybody needs a tight end, right? 
if you don't have Gronk or Graham or Kelsey, you need a tight end pretty much. Yeah, you need you gotta have somebody playing at on their bye weeks or if they get nicked up. I mean, if you have Julius Thomas, you're not confident right now. I know you're a Julius Thomas owner. Yeah, I've got Julius Thomas and Jordan Cameron and so I, I jo- like- Josh Hill and Virgil Green in one le- in that one league. Oh, you have Josh Hill too. Yeah. Oh, you're a happy camper. Yeah, I'm all right. I'll, and then in the other league, I got. Like, you look great on paper, but they're all like. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I got Jimmy Graham in the other league and Julius Thomas and Travis Kelsey. Oh, wow. So you too are. Loaded. I too am loaded, and I will not be parting with those guys no, for never. anything less I, than value. And I'm telling you, man, I love yeah. being loaded at tight end. Yeah. It's such a huge advantage. I still draft them every year. I don't give Me a crap. Me too. Every Hence, I, I have six of them. I just drafted yeah. them. And, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, and what am I going to do? Am I going to take. Tyler Lockett later, Justin Hardy. No, I'm taking, you know, David Cobb. No, I want to take a Max Williams, man. I don't care. And that's, and you should always, and that's a good, that's a good point in dynasty rookie drafts. I know a lot of us people are going on right now. I, I have six tight ends. Okay. I, I still took Max Williams. Why? He's the best player available. And if he pans out and he's sweet, it's because I could trade him for a first round pick later. Right. So, well, that's it. That's the show. We're wrapping it up. If you want to support the podcast, make sure you get on iTunes and give us a ranking review. It really helps the show out a guy a lot, guys. Again, like I said, it makes me happy. Uh, if you want to c- contribute financially, we just don't ask for donations. We ask you to actually buy something. And that's an awesome Dynasty Nerds shirt. Uh, you can get on DynastyNerds.com, click on Shop. You can buy a shirt. They're awesome. High fives everywhere you go. Yeah, if you're wearing it right now, I'm staring right at it. Holy crap, I am wearing my Dynasty Nerds shirt. <laughs> you didn't even realize it. I walked outside and I'm like, I'm about to get mad high fives. <laughs> my wife gave me that. My wife gave me that. Wow, you look good today. Look. Yeah, she did. I didn't even realize it now until I just looked down. You're right. Those are called bedroom eyes, Rich. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> um, so those are all things you can do. Make sure you get on the DynastyNerds.com forum to talk to our awesome forum community. Uh, and next week, our show, we're going to do the the history of trades. Yeah. The Dynasty Nerds League trade. I'm going to try again. Try and go back to like 05 area right around there. Uh, five by seven. I didn't start recording until yeah, 07. That's gonna be tough. I think I have the book right here in front of me because I have to go look, but it's like I didn't buy this book till 07 because I was like, oh, I should start writing all these down, right? And yeah, that, well, you know, we were starting off fresh, you know, it was it's still eight years ago, yeah, still plenty of time. So, uh, until then, tune into that show. Hope you enjoyed this show. We'll be back next week. Me, Matt, Mike, Mike, hopefully, all of them. Sure. When's the last time we all three did a show together? I don't know, like a month ago. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Vacations. Summertime. Summer, man. man. Keeps you busy. Yeah. Good thing we're tan. Summertime. All right. Hope you guys all had a good fourth. Hope you guys have uh, Will Smith coming up next on your iPod. Anything going on? A little summertime action. Mm -hmm. Until then, guys, have a safe one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Later. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.